And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is the boy Casanova for Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast. Good wine and great love, season seven, episode number three. And today's topic is the GOP tries to silence the voice of constituents in Tennessee State Capitol. You will know shortly the type of wine I am drinking. So, ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is about Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laugh, Season 7, Episode number 3. And once again, today's topic is the GOP tries to silence the voice of constituents in Tennessee State Capitol. And today is Saturday, August 26, 2023, and the weather here in Orlando. It will be partly cloudy, the highest of 94 and the lowest of 76 degrees, ladies and gentlemen. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very, 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 very important day for this podcast because today I am celebrating my third anniversary of Good Wine and Great Laughs. Today, August 26th, the third anniversary. So, we're going to be popping some awesome bottle right here to celebrate this anniversary and once again ladies before i jump right on the topic let's talk about the wine of the day here at casa casanova and ladies and gents today i have a rosé from france called belair it's a rare rosé and on the bottom does not have the information for the vintage as concerned about this rosé but this winery is was established in 18 98 and according to the label in the back it say right here that the Bel Air Rosé Rare Rosé is this beautiful sparkling rosé is craft from grapes selected from their vibrant fresh character a rich red fruit bouquet proceeds a fine palette of strawberry and black currants with a long, elegant finish. Alcohol percent of this wine, ladies and gentlemen, is 12.5. Once again, it's a sparkling wine. And let's see what this rare rosé is all about. Because the sparkling wine, of course, is going to be very bubbly. Well, the bouquet of this wine is very, very good. And I hope it tastes as delicious as how it smells.
This rosé is very good, ladies and gents. I'll give an eight for this sparkling wine. It's a very good rosé, ladies and gents. And once again, you can see the image of this wine on my YouTube channel, Good Wine and Great Laughs. Then I want to give my summary, my video summary of today's episode. You can see the image of this bottle. And if you'd like to see a picture of this wine of the day for season seven, episode number three, all you need to do is go to all my social media and you're going to see a beautiful picture of this wine, this rosé for season seven, episode number three. Instagram, Facebook page, as well, LinkedIn, ladies and gents. So, let's jump right on today's topic, ladies and gents. The first audio that you're going to listen to, let me pause right, hold on, it's going to be from this channel called the WBR Channel 10 is a report what happened in Tennessee yesterday, Friday the 25th. So let me pause the background music here real quick. So you can listen to it with no problem. One second. New tonight, you go. four days into the special legislative session in Nashville, and Republican lawmakers are divided on what comes next. Governor Bill Lee called that session after the Covenant School shooting in Nashville this past spring. Six people died, including three nine-year-old students. 10 News reporter Vinay Simlot explains the emotional fight for change at the state capitol. The week began with proposals on public safety. It ends with Senate Republicans and House Republicans at odds over how to proceed. The first extraordinary session shall come to order. An order from the governor brought lawmakers back to Nashville. You can't see it, but these kids are really struggling. Stories from parents of kids at the Covenant School told them why it mattered. Some of our friends will never, ever see their children again. Ever. Those parents fought a bill to allow people with enhanced carry permits to carry in schools. Their hands were shaking so bad that day, and the things they had to do to keep those children quiet and safe and hidden and secure, they couldn't have handled a firearm. That bill failed in committee as the House continued working on some 27 bills Tuesday. We learned the Senate only wanted to pass three. The remaining bills on today's calendar are laid on the table. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally says the Senate did what the governor asked. We did what we thought was uh, his intent. House Speaker Cameron Sexton and the Covenant parents say it's not enough. The Senate's going to have to explain why they don't want to do anything. A week of tension. Troopers, let's go ahead and clear the room. And protests. Ends with a General Assembly divided and a plea from the Covenant parents to come back Monday with solutions. To see the House and Senate at an impasse is frustrating and upsetting. The Tennessee House will reconvene at 2 o'clock on Monday. The Senate plans to come back at 4 o'clock Monday here on Capitol Hill. Back to you. 
online right now. You can find our coverage of the special session. That's at WBIR.com and the 10 News app. And we will continue our live reporting from Nashville coming up on Monday. New tonight, four days. All right, ladies and gents, that's all the report that was by the local news what happened today. But during this week, ladies and gents, we're going to listen to now to the Marks Now a report with an awesome interview with the representative Justin Jones about what's really, really is going on in the state capitol. Here we go. Or the Warren Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. We end today's show in Tennessee, where the Republican-dominated legislature started a hectic special session this week on guns and public safety. This comes amidst mounting anger in the wake of the Covenant School mass shooting in Nashville in March, which killed three children and three adults. As hundreds of protesters rallied at the state capitol to demand lawmakers take action to stop gun violence, Republicans began the session Monday by imposing a ban on visitors from carrying signs and adding new penalties on lawmakers considered disruptive. This led to a dramatic confrontation Tuesday when a Republican lawmaker ordered state troopers to forcibly remove three gun control activists and mothers for holding signs at a House subcommittee hearing. Gun control advocate Shannon Watts shared this video of one of them being targeted and escorted out. In denial of First Amendment rights, what about the ongoing problem? What about our First Amendment rights? We have rights to hold a sign. I'm not listening. Are guns still allowed in here? Hold the sign. The third one back in the center needs to exit the room. The other one holding the sign needs to exit the room. Come on, man. Is this what democracy looks like? No. Is this what democracy looks like? Y'all won't do this for people who bring guns to school. You have to drag me. There's a lady back there holding a cell phone standing up and looking at This is not what democracy looks like. Lawmakers then ordered the removal of all members of the public from the hearing. A judge issued a temporary restraining order Wednesday and enforcing the new ban on signs after the ACLU filed a lawsuit noting, quote, assembling and expressing grievances at the site of the state government is the most pristine and classic form of exercising First Amendment freedoms, unquote. This all comes after Republican Governor Bill Lee called lawmakers back into session to pass his proposal to keep guns away from people who are judged to pose a threat to themselves or others. He lost two friends in the Covenant School shooting. There were people at the hearings also who were parents of students at Covenant School. Meanwhile, Tennessee Democratic House member Justin Jones, one of the Tennessee Three, was cut off at a House session after accusing the Republican House Speaker of racism over the rules. Justin Jones, along with Justin Pearson, was expelled earlier this year then re-elected by voters for protesting gun violence at the Capitol. For more, we go to Nashville, where we're joined by State Representative Jones, a Democratic Tennessee State Representative for Nashville. It's great to have you back with us for the first time since you were sworn back into office, re-elected um, by Nashville uh, to represent uh, the city in the state legislature, Justin. Congratulations on that. But tell us what happened this week. It almost seemed like a replay of what led to you being expelled after the massacre. 
Yes, well, thank you so much, Amy. It is great to be back here as a fully reinstated member of the Tennessee House, but it's very unfortunate that the Republican House Speaker still um, is acting as an authoritarian. Um, it has been a very disturbing special session in which uh, we have our own mini-Trump, a man who violates constitutional rights, who um, tries to shut down dissent, who tried to overturn the election results in my district and Representative Pearson's district by expelling us and ignoring the voices of our constituents. Um, the Tennessee Capitol does not look like the people's house. It's been shut down. There are cords, um, cordon ropes put around the rotunda so people cannot protest and exercise their First Amendment right fully. The half of the gallery has shut, been shut down is only open to lobbyists. And so people can only sit on one side and have to get there um, hours early just to make it to sit for session. Um, and then are not allowed to properly go to even use the restroom. Um, as you saw, the speaker has instituted new rules where small paper signs are not allowed, but you can still bring a gun into committee, but you cannot bring a small paper sign that says stop gun violence until the judge granted that temporary restraining order that the speaker is now challenging. And um, in his... Uh, a continued attempt to silence lawmakers, if we're ruled out of order, uh, we can be silenced indefinitely on the House floor um, under the new House rules that were instituted by the Republican supermajority. Nashville's News Channel 5 looked at whether state troopers should have been used to forcibly remove protesters from the Tennessee Assembly. Reporter Phil Williams um, spoke with Democratic State Rep uh, Jason Powell and others. This is the clip. What it says is that we have arrived in a very scary and sad place in the state of Tennessee. In preparation for this special session, the Highway Patrol brought in an army of state troopers. Those troopers have been used to put the state capitol on a virtual lockdown, limiting the number of Tennesseans who are allowed inside to witness the debate with their own eyes. That despite a state law that lays out just two basic duties for the Highway Patrol. They patrol state highways and enforce all laws regulating traffic on and use of those highways, and they assist the Department of Revenue and County Clerks in the collection of all taxes and revenue going to the state. Clearly in the past few years we've seen the state troopers become a militarized force on behalf of members of the General Assembly. That uh, News Channel 5 report, can you respond to it to explain to a national audience what is going on in Tennessee in the State House, Justin Jones? Yes. Hundreds of state troopers have been deployed to the state capitol, um, not to um, protect us from the Proud Boys who were there on Monday, not to protect us from these fringe um, gun extremists who are outside the Capitol with AR-15s on Monday, but to stop nonviolent, peaceful protesters, predominantly mothers, who are saying we want our children to be safe in school. These were mothers dragged out of committee. These are mothers who are being told to leave the House gallery because the Speaker is so fragile and so afraid of the First Amendment um, and, and, and is doing everything in his power to make sure Tennesseans know that he... Um, feels that he is king. But really what it is, it's false power. They're so fragile by having these troopers uh, descending um, on mothers, on community members, on clergy, that it's showing for the world that Tennessee is a very dangerous um, signal as to what will happen when these authoritarians are in power. Um, I hope that people see what's happening in Tennessee because it can happen anywhere in this nation if we're not careful. And so these troopers are are being deployed. Um, some of them are even telling me that they don't want to do this, but they have to follow the direction of the speaker. And so they're, they're, they're being used as his private security force to silence citizens, to silence dissent, to silence democracy, and it's unacceptable. And we're spending thousands of dollars of taxpayer money to fund these troopers to be in the Capitol, 
to act as this goon force to shut down um, protests, which is, which is ridiculous. Not even just protests, Amy, but people just sitting there in committee holding up a sign to have their voices heard. This is the most simple act of, 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 of resistance is being met with harsh repression. It is shameful, it is immoral, it is unjust, and it is unconstitutional, as the judge has told us, that is granted a temporary restraining order against the Speaker of the House. He's now appealing that, saying, well, it's his power to do whatever he wants, basically, in the House. But Cameron needs to know, the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, needs to know that the Tennessee Capitol is not his fraternity house, it's not a country club, it's not his palace, it is the people's house, and we're going to resist his unjust rules and his unjust governance in this state. You have had an ongoing uh, battle, I think it's fair to say, with the House Speaker, Cameron Sexton, from before uh, you were a state legislator. I mean, you were one of those who led the battle to remove the bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest, the Confederate general, the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. You were fighting Cameron Sexton, who voted against the removal of that bust in the state capitol. Can you talk about the significance of that to this day, where we're on the eve? Uh, August 28th of the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington, Justin. Definitely. I think that history is, is looking at this moment um, because that march toward freedom and justice is continuing um, in a state like Tennessee. Um, you know, we're on the eve of that march on Washington, and we reside in a state where Dr. King was assassinated um, here fighting for racial and economic justice. And these are the things that my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, especially Speaker Sexton, are so afraid of, is that we come in the spirit of, of that tradition of, of civil disobedience, of civil rights, of good trouble, that is, is about showing to the world that we can be a better state and a better nation. And, and, and so when I look at Cameron Sexton, you know, he's, had, he's lied on me on the radio. He's, he's had me arrested. He, I was banned from the Capitol before I was a lawmaker. But I want people like him to know that when we're fighting for common sense gun laws, we are fighting for their children, too. That what we're doing is for generations who are yet unborn. It's, it's, it's looking at our ancestors, the lineage of liberation of which we are part, but it's also looking at the generations to come after us to say that we are fighting for a Tennessee. We're fighting for a nation that is at peace with itself, that, it, that we can be voices of conscience in, in the midst of this chaos and confusion. And so Cameron Sexton um, is on the wrong side of history. Um, he represents the spirit of Bull Connor, the spirit of George Wallace, and we saw what happened to them, Amy, and I think that the same will be said of Cameron Sexton. The same will be said of Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, those who are authoritarians, who are abusers of their power, who, who, who are trying to maintain this white um, power structure, this plantation politics. It is collapsing. Their power is false. It's weak. And that's why we're seeing such repression, because as we say in the South, a dying mule kicks the hardest. And this mule of white supremacy and of exploitation of, of people um, is dying. And this new generation is rising up. Uh, today's my birthday, Amy. I'm turning 28. And as a young person, I'm so hopeful as to what this nation will be. I'm so hopeful for what America will be. And I say that on this show, that democracy now is democracy forward. And we're going to do whatever we can with the time that we have to make sure that democracy sustains in this nation, multiracial democracy um, based on human rights and human dignity. Uh, State Representative Justin Jones, uh, repeat your age on your birthday today. I turned 28 today. Well, happy, happy birthday. Um, I, I wanted to end by um, asking you if this state session was called by the Republican governor, Bill Lee, who lost dear friends in the Covenant School massacre, this was a conservative Christian school, if you feel that lines are actually breaking down, you've had people coming up 
to you from the school, um, thanking you for standing up against gun violence. Do you see hope for the future on your 28th birthday? I see so much hope as I'm sitting here right now. I'm thinking of Melissa, um, who is one of the covenant mothers who came up yesterday and pinned um, a ribbon that they had made with the school colors on me and said that I, um, you know, I'm Republican, but you fought for our children. You fought for us. And that means the difference. We're seeing um, breakthroughs and fault lines breaking here. Um, their narratives and their facades of power are breaking. And it really is showing us that we can build a, a state that is multiracial, that is transcends this issue of left and right, but talks about right and wrong. These mothers, so many of them are Republicans, are saying these men like Cameron Sexton do not care about we our children. They don't seconds. deserve to be in power. And, and, they are, and, they're, and they're transforming the state. They're coming together, and we're building a new coalition to transform Tennessee. And I believe it can be a model for the nation. Democratic State Representative of Nashville, Justin Jones, happy birthday, and happy birthday to our digital fellow, Eric Halverson. I'm Amy Goodman. Thanks for joining us. All right, ladies and gents, as you heard about this report, right here, let me pour another glass of wine because I have... Something to say in this situation. All right. All right, ladies and gents. So some of the main points that was just talked about here in this report. The number one, that to me, the hypocrisy the hypocrisy of the GOP in Tennessee. They banned, banned paper signs. Paper signs. You have the right to protest. That's your First Amendment right. Inside the Capitol. But they allowed people to bring guns in the Capitol. Which sense does that make? None. And also another... The irony and hypocrisy of the GOP that they are now using the state troopers inside the Capitol to lock down the Capitol against the constituents exercise their First Amendment rights. First Amendment rights, but they do not do anything against the Proud Boys' presence there to intimidate the people protesting against the gun violence and the lives that was lost on that shooting in the Christian school. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so glad when Justin and John stated that one mother that's a Republican is recognizing that the Republican representative don't give a damn about lives. And that's another thing that I have. I, that thing irks my soul. When they say, I'm a pro-life, you know, you're concerned about abortion, but you're pro-life. But they don't give a damn, after the child is born, they don't give a shit about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if the GOP was pro-life, we should not have one child in orphanage in the United States. Because all those kids should be adopted, should be taken care of it, because they are so pro-life. You should not have people living on the streets right now because they are pro-life, right? You should not have homeless over there. You should not have people hungry in this country. You know what I'm saying? You should have better schools for everybody because they are so pro-life. 
right? But I don't see no actions, and to me, this is some bullshit excuse about the GOP on this nonsense, you know, on this banner. I'm not saying no sense. It's the banners that they always raise because you're pro-life. You protect the life of the child. You protect the life of the innocent. That's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because actions speak more than words, ladies and gentlemen. And so, and I like what's going on in Tennessee because people are saying, you know, and then he call out, you no, know, he call out names, you no. Know, the, the speaker, Cameron Saxon over there, and also here in Florida, you have this dumbass dissentis that is a, is a racist piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he doesn't give a damn about nothing. The housing crisis here in Florida is crazy. Insurance, house insurance are off the roof. You know, a lot of insurance left this state right here. You know what I'm saying? The cost of living is ridiculous here in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Construction is going now straight to hell right now, straight to the drain because all the this BS that he came against the immigrants. You know what I'm saying? So there's no people that basically uh, uh, to do construction, to do the hard work in the farms, to pick up the oranges. So ladies and gentlemen, once you don't, and the truckers, are not coming to Florida. So once you see that there's no products in the grocery stores, that the price of everything has increased, do not, do not come to BS and say, oh, that's Biden's fault, because it has not to do with Biden, has to do with the stupid-ass governor that you have here in the state of Florida. So I hope that this become a wake-up call for you to realize, if you're not a part of the cult, now that you defend Trump with everything in your soul and defend dissent as well. But if you have some sense, if you have some common sense, you're going to see that there are two different things as far as the goal to the two parties. The Democrat Party is focused on helping the people, to help the people to, to found the unions, to have a better pay, to have a better life for yourself. Is the, the, is the Democrat Party perfect? No, it's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about two different, two different visions. Number one is the Democrats that have a vision to help people, to make sure they will have a, a better pay, you know, they will have better conditions of work, they can raise a family and can live a decent life. On the other side, it's all about racism, homophobic, you know, discrimination, and more money in their pocket. Because they don't give a damn about it. They're going to give all excuses. They're going to come to the fear-mongering. All about, here they come the immigrants. Here comes the black people. Here comes the gays. Here comes the transgender trying to take your kids. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, ladies and gents, my two cents is this. I don't give a damn about how people live their lives. As long as it's not affecting my life. If somebody wants to be gay, somebody be a transgender, as long as they live their lives... That's on them. They are not paying my bills. They are not causing any harm to myself. So let, let them live the best life that they want to believe. Leave. That's on them. And at the end of the day, when all die, you all have to give account to the Almighty God of how we live in this life, on this earth. So that is on them. However, people want to live their life to somebody, want dress, put a man want to put some clothes, female clothes, put some shoes, some dresses. It's on him. He doesn't it doesn't hurt me. You you live your best life. If a woman decides to dress like a man, she's living her best life. That's them. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. 
They are not paying your, their, your bills. You know what I'm saying? They are not trying to cause harm to yourself, to you. So they live their life. So leave these people alone. You know what I'm saying? It's just a hypocrisy. They are can't stand it come from the GOP. You know what I'm saying? So ladies and gentlemen, I hope that it is now you pay attention because now this election is important. And I told you this many times. Everything in this country and in the world is connected to politics. Because politics is going to dictate how we live our lives. So if everything's getting harder every day, then you cannot understand why the, 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 the cost of living is so high, why insurance is so high, it's because who is in power? The state, the, local, the, the, the city, the state, and, and, and then the federal election are very important for you to pay attention. So I hope you wake up now and pay attention, listen to, and share this information to this podcast right here so more people can listen and wake up. If it can happen in Tennessee, it can happen in Florida, it can, you know, it's happening in Texas right now, you know, it happened uh, in Sarah Huckabee in Arkansas. So they're trying. They try to ban books, they ban books, they try to bamboozle everything just for, and then the, 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 the ban of Christianity. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing for Christianity. I know Jesus is ashamed or I hear his name being associated with these filthy, racist, raggedy people. So this is simply ridiculous, ladies and gents. Ridiculous. So you better wake up and pay attention to what's going on. And be engaged. And make sure that your voice is heard in the bottom box that is coming up soon. And ladies and gents, on that note, I'd like to thank all of you people listening to this awesome and international podcast. Please keep sharing with your friends and family. Good wine and great life podcasts come all the way from the bottom and move straight to the top, aiming to be the number one spot. Please feel free to visit my YouTube channel, leave a comment, subscribe, and click on the like button on every video that I watch because your subscription and your click on the like button is going to help this podcast, YouTube channel to grow even faster. I appreciate your support. So once again, this is Boycast Nova. Please be safe, be kind, and be blessed, and do the best with what you can do with what you got. And I'll see you next Saturday. And please do not forget to share this podcast information and help me to grow the numbers of subscribers on all on this podcast on Spotify and all my social medias and appreciate the support to celebrate the three years anniversary. See you next Saturday. Push I want the pop, holding my down, sucker, rappers get lost.